Hello, and welcome to another medically reviewed episode of We Only Look Thin. Hello. I am Catherine Weigel. I am one of your hosts. I have lost over 100 pounds. I am a tiny habit certified coach. I am an inspiration Asian. Yeah, you sure are. To all who know me. Especially to me. Especially to you. And you are... Donald Weigel. And I am uh, virtually none of those things that you just said, but I have lost about 100 pounds. I've kept it off for about five years. And uh, I am here to talk about it. Oh, I am one of your hosts of this show you also. You are one of my hosts. Yeah. <laughs> one of your hosts. <laughs> one of my hosts. <laughs> Our hosts. You know, that's just, I'm, I'm already starting off on a whole tangent situation, but for some reason it really bugs me when like people at work are like, one of my accountants told me, like when they're not the boss. Uh, see? <laughs> I don't know, that I really have, bothers me. The, but like, they're, they're not your accountants, they just work on the same show that you work responsibility on. responsibility for things. If you're an no, accountant. But, but that's, but it's more like they say it in a way that they own them. Oh, like, like my like choices? my, yeah. <laughs> right, like you own your choices. Yes, exactly. All right. No, <laughs> I have, well done. I have, I have uh, definitely issues with that. It might take some therapy uh, around the, the my and the your things. Not about you, about work things yeah, in yeah, the past. Yeah. But anyway, that's, oh, well. that's for another podcast. Yes, indeed. Well, it is, uh, it is Thanksgiving week. Gobble, gobble, everybody. The big game, people. <laughs> <laughs> It's showtime. Are you a tryptophan? <laughs> I don't know. I like that. I like that a lot. Thanks. A tryptophan or a tryptocant or something. Yeah, I don't know. We'll, exactly. we'll workshop it. We should have worked on it before we started recording. That's fine. No, we already gave you the Gobble Gobble episode last week. Yeah. So hopefully you listen to that with your ears. And uh, now we're- Yeah, it's not a bad idea to listen to it again, though. Uh, all of your all of your ways to uh, to get through- the uh, the big holiday meal. It is. And uh, Donald, do you remember even one thing we mentioned on that episode of what to do? Yeah, of course I do. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> <laughs> we we talked about how. Uh, well, I also uh, I also listened to them all back because oh, of right, you right, know right, editing okay. and recording and stuff. What but, was one of the nicer things I said? <laughs> uh, <laughs> you didn't say anything nice. I was the one who said all the nice things. Mm. Um, we <laughs> we talked about how like. Um, only really go in for your real foods. Oh. Don't uh, your your like really you know meaningful must foods okay. must haves. Uh, we talked about not starving yourself before the meal. We Oosh. talked about not not uh, get it, giving into food scarcity. Oh wow, you know, man, you're really like yeah, you're on we, it. We did a whole thing about about thanks, each letter being a new thing. Oh my gosh. Okay, yeah. so. So I'm the person that crams for the podcast, and right. Donald actually takes copious notes, and he <laughs> listens back, and he re-records it. So uh, I am It's the- so funny that you say that, too, because, like, you are responsible for probably 80% of the actual content. Don't blame me for everything. <laughs> <laughs> we are fifth this, equally responsible this for is, this content. California yeah. is a no-fault state. We oh, each yeah. get 50% of the responsibility for it. Um, but, uh, but today we're going to talk about 100 Hundred percent of the responsibility for uh, for food choices. Yes, yeah. and it's all on you. Actually, you listener. know who it's on? Oh, who? It's on Carla. Oh yeah, Carla is the one who shared this article. Yeah, so with tell us. everyone who Carla is. Yeah, Carla is a member of Walt Place, and 
and uh, a a wolf chum. She lives in the uh, great country of Canada. Um, <laughs> I've heard of, of Canada. <laughs> she lives in Canada, and uh, anyway, she she passed on. Like, what are you? I saying? was gonna don't make, make any. No, Canadian I won't jokes. make any Canadian. They're jokes. wonderful. No, people. I was about to, and I'm gonna stop. Myself. Okay, see, Carla, yeah. I would never do that. Yeah, I don't do it. No, I'm the mean one. Clearly, yeah, our daughter is 50 percent Canadian. Yeah, so it's we've, true. We've got to watch out for our people. Uh, so anyway, hi. Oh, wait, no, Hello. that's usually what I say to you. Um, so Carla is an amazing member of Wolt Place, and she passed on this article uh, by – who? you're the one who says what the article uh, is. It's Abby Sharp, who is a registered dietitian, and her uh, her website, Sharp Objects – no, I made that up. <laughs> That's not, not that. the same thing. I would have called it Sharp. I would have worked Sharp into it somehow if my last name was Sharp. But, Cheddar? Uh, no, it's just Abby Sharp, dietitian. But I'll I'll link to it in the show notes. She's got a YouTube channel also. Um, but it's a it's a really uh, great article, essentially geared towards um, taking advice from intuitive eating uh, and turning it towards weight loss because intuitive eating is really not. A weight loss plan. It's more the idea, at least you know, from my understanding, is it's more of an idea of of helping you develop a uh, a relationship with food, a um, a better, healthier relationship with food, rather than actually losing weight. And you know, losing weight and being on intuitive eating are typically considered to be um, at odds with one another. But she, uh, it's has an article of fifteen tips that you can take from intuitive eating and turn them into uh, part of your weight loss plan. Yeah, and I think one thing that we champion – see, I just said champion. I didn't say champion. Oh, one, yeah. I'm I, very proud I like of you, but then you went back and said champion. tell people what champion. I didn't say. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. One thing that we really rely on is sort of a Unitarian poly – Caloristic. I don't yeah. know if that's a word. Yeah, but. we're sort of plan agnostic. Yeah. Like whatever plan works for you, we are good with that plan. We, Catherine and I, like to boil it down into much too simple terms. We basically, you know, count calories and try to keep ourselves in a calorie deficit by exercising. But you know, there's a lot, a lot, a lot more to it. But whatever plan works for you, we're we're good with that. Yeah, but part of that is taking pieces from multiple plans to build something that works for your unique lifestyle, your needs, uh, your battery range. Not like you're a like a a car with a bat, like a battery, but like right. your emotional bandwidth. That's what I meant to say. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, but really taking pieces from anywhere that you get inspiration. Um, I mean, Donald and I did Weight Watchers and have taken a lot from that. Uh, so this is actually going to be, wait for it, a three-part episode. Three, three parts. parts. It is super exciting. So this is part one. We're going to take you through uh, Abby Sharp's first five tips. And of course, we will do our thing where we really make them our tips. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, we'll, we'll use her article as a framework to uh, talk about, um, you know, what has worked for us and what we believe uh, will work for most people in terms of weight loss and fitness. Well, and it's too, it's validating to have a medically reviewed article oh right this article was medically reviewed See? yes that's um, that's where that came from but a lot of the things that we talk about are actually backed up by research and science so uh, it just makes us feel better about all the things that we say but i think the the biggest thing in all of this before we tell you what the things are is to really think about what we're going to say think about it <laughs> 
But then take like one piece of advice or yeah. one aspect and try to work that in. This isn't about like five, you know, do it all right now, change everything the week of Thanksgiving. It's just things to think about and ways to reframe your weight loss journey venture. Yeah, and I don't love everything that she says in this article, and I'm not going to follow all 15 of these pieces of advice, but there are many, many things from, you know, in this article that I've been doing for the last five years and will continue to do. And um, there are some new, you know, some new information that I wasn't aware of in here that I think is is great. But, you know, this isn't 15 things that you have to do. It's these are, you know, in her article, she says these are gentle weight loss suggestions that that you can take and make part of your plan that that will help. Well, and I and this is the last thing we'll say before we say the things we're going to say is that I think part of being someone with a growth mindset is not just throwing things away, but finding what is true for you. So like Donald said, there are a few things that we do differently than Abby suggests, but I think it's important to like do that. You know, I would do anything for Walt, but I won't do that is like, well, I'm not going to do that. But what I can do is dot, dot, dot. So keep that in mind as one of our listeners with that amazing growth mindset. All right, so let's do it. Let's do it. Okay, so tip number one, think about what you can add, not take away. Yeah. So we have talked about this, and Abby has talked about this, about a lot of times, you know, in the past, we would do those elimination diets, no sugar, no carbs, no alcohol, no fun. And when <laughs> when we pull back and, and act as though we're being restrictive, which is a word that we don't enjoy, yeah. um, it really leads to revenge eating in the future. So our tip and Abby's is to add things instead of thinking about what you need to to pull away from. Yeah. And, you know, for me, this was, I spent so much of my life, I would go on a diet where I I couldn't eat an entire category of food, or I would do things like, well, I'm just going to avoid X, Y, and Z food, and I'm I'm not going to have them at all. And eventually, I would just, I, I would start to crave it so hard, whatever it was that I was not having, that I would you know, go back to eating it with a vengeance. And, and I would usually feel like once I was in that mode, I was like, well, I've ruined it. I've given up all my progress. I guess I'll just give up and go back to doing nothing. And it was just this, tor- you know, terrible, vicious cycle over and over again. Yeah. And she talks about adding things. And I mean, we've done a lot of episodes that that cover the breadth of of most of this article, but things like pumping up the volume. We're not asking you to stop eating, for example, fettuccine Alfredo. But what you can do is add a bunch of roasted broccoli to that or cauliflower or Mm. mushrooms and onions. And so you're pumping up the volume, you're getting more fiber, and you're becoming more satiated because you're eating more fresh vegetables. So that's a great way to add something instead of feeling like now I can't have the things that I like. Yeah, find those low calorie foods that you actually enjoy and and you know add them so that you feel fuller and stay fuller longer and are more satisfied by what you're eating so that you can have a smaller portion of the much higher calorie thing and still uh, enjoy it. Well, I remember as a kid too, like in seventh grade doing a diet where I would just eat a dry piece of toast. Oh, like yeah. Every day that I just ate a dry piece of toast and that felt 
like deprivation. It felt oh my like God, that's, sadness. That's terrible. And seeing, and there's, there's no way you're going to like be able to keep doing that either. No, not at all. And the idea of adding volume to something like that. So instead of maybe butter, adding like a pile of fruit or avocado or something like that, put fruit on there, but like peanut, like peanut butter and then some, some actual fruit on there is something that feels nice instead of sad and, and lonely. Another thing that you can add is activity that you enjoy. Oh, yeah. Instead of thinking, oh, my gosh, I have to go to the gym, which I actually go to the gym now. So we can talk about <laughs> that later. But like we've been doing an evening walk as a family, just yeah. like walking down the block, walking back. And it's not a big deal. It's not a punishment. We're just getting some fresh air and seeing the changing leaves. So we're adding in a walk. We're not you know, depriving ourselves of, of things. Yeah. And, and it's really nice. Um, it, you know, increases our family time too, which is nice. So we get uh, double benefit. Yeah. And that whole like pump up the volume. Say it again. Pump, pump up, up the, the volume. volume. <laughs> yeah, sorry. It's okay. Donald seems annoyed by my No, pump we up still the haven't, uh, we still haven't gotten that right. Okay. Um, but really think about adding volume to your life. This isn't about deprivation. This is about bringing you additional joy. Cause that's in the end, that's what we want, right? We that is what we want, additional joy. So let's add joy to our uh, to our health and fitness plan. Now, tip number two, the hunger-crushing combo. Oh, whoa, it sounds like WWF or yeah, no. WWE now. WWE? Oh, yeah. that's World Wildlife Foundation? Yeah, they, they used to be WWF, but they got sued by the World Wildlife Federation and they had to change it to uh, 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 World Wrestling, World wrestling enter- Entertainment. Oh, Entertainment. Yeah. Okay, because of yeah. all the pandas were mad at them. Right. Okay. Exactly. Um, so the, what is the hunger-crushing combo? That is fiber, protein, and healthy fats. And you know, we've talked about on the show a lot, adding protein to your diet will keep you uh, fuller longer. And um, she has a couple of studies that she mentions in her article. One study found that participants who consumed 30% of their calories from protein consumed almost 500 fewer calories a day compared to those who consumed 15% of their calories from protein. That's actual math. I know. It's actual math and actual science. And um, protein has also been proven to reduce a uh, a hormone called ghrelin. Which, Ooh, that sounds mean. That sounds like I know. they're going to fight Macho Man Randy Savage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, Macho Sergeant, Man is ready. What is yeah. it? Star- Sergeant... Sergeant Slaughter. Slaughter. Sergeant Slaughter. Okay. Yeah, and the wild Samoans. Oh. And, yeah, no, I was really into wrestling when I was about 10 Remember years old. Remember when they would do like the matchups? You're like, oh, there, there's never going to be a Rowdy Rowdy Piper and a Hulk Hogan combo. And then yeah, they're like, yeah. they have to join forces against Sergeant Slaughter. I know. I thought was, all of that was real. So did I. I. I used to get like wrestling magazines when I was a kid that would like rank the it wrestlers and so stuff. It so important. I was so important. Yeah, my, my father actually, my poor father took me to a live your long-suffering father (laughs) took me to a live wrestling match at one point it was like such a great moment of my childhood but i'm sure he was miserable (laughs) okay so when you're imagining uh your, your plate of food right imagine hulk hogan on the sidelines and then he does like a a power move what is it i don't can't remember any uh yeah it could be like a like a suplex or oh, a yeah. body slam body or, slam yeah, yeah he jumps off the ropes and tags yeah. in so yeah what can you can you add protein or fiber or what was the other one yeah uh, healthy fats healthy and fats. and yeah just uh you know i i mostly in the morning for example i know that if i if i eat a lot of protein and fruit 
from you know early in the day up until dinner, I know that keeps me more full and it stops me from from sort of wanting to that momentum to keep going. But anyway, ghrelin is this this uh, hormone which um, it, the more you have of it, the hungrier you get. It like regulates your uh, your hunger. And I'd never heard of it before I read this article, but I did a little bit of uh, follow up reading on it. Um, and protein um, apparently um, uh, reduces the levels of it, and then. Dietary fiber, which is also known as roughage or bulk, yeah, that includes the parts of plant foods. You can only get um, dietary fiber from plants um, that your body can't digest or absorb. So it's found mainly in fruits, vegetables, whole grains, and legumes. Um, and it keeps you full longer because your body can't digest it. Um, and it also, as a side note, has been associated in studies with reducing your risk of diabetes, heart disease, and some types of cancer. Hmm. So there's that bonus too. That's like the superhero of the whole yeah. thing. And then healthy fats um, also take a really long time to digest. You just, with those, you have to watch your calories. But... Um, you know, adding those things to your diet and and not just sort of eating those those simple sugars, um, you know, like all of those typical. This is my my little crusade. All of those like sort of breakfast foods, like like sugary cereal or any cereal, oatmeal, um, all of those things. Like you feel like people talk about oatmeal is so filling, so filling. But like you take your oatmeal, which already has has very little of the of the of those things in it, and then you add sugar to it. And, you know, you're for me, that's a recipe to just be starving in a couple of hours. Well, and part of it is knowing what works for you. I know, like Donald said, for me, sticking with protein in the morning really helps me stay full longer. And going back to that initial one of like, what can you add to what you're eating to make you more satisfied and paying attention to those hunger signals, which I know are hard to um, to, to see sometimes, but actually eating something and going, am I hungry 10 minutes later? Or am I satisfied for two hours? What's yeah. the staying power? And part of this too, and I know the author doesn't talk about calories, is that we also need to make sure, because this is this was a big issue for me, of like just because healthy fats are good doesn't mean they don't have lots of calories yeah. too. So yeah. being like, well, I ate seven avocados this morning <laughs> right. and I'm not losing any weight. Right. Like I ate a handful of nuts. And so there is a caloric impact for that, and we're going to talk about that a little bit later. But focusing on foods that keep you satisfied longer really does matter, especially when you're working on eating at a deficit. This isn't about one sad piece of 45-calorie Sara bread. Like, what can you add to that that will keep you satisfied longer? And for me, one of the big revelations I've had in the last five years is adding a lot of fruit to my diet, Yeah, which sounds crazy, but, you know, that I just figured this out. But for years and years, you know, I I, I did these low-carb diets yeah. for so many years, and they really discourage you from eating fruit. And uh, so I just had it in my head as a residual of that, that I should avoid fruit if I wanted to lose weight. But I have I have really gone like, you know, really into, I was going to say whole hog, into fruit um, in the last several years because it is so low calorie and it is so full of fiber and it really fills me up and I'm able to eat a lot of it for a really, you know, large impact. 
And it really keeps me full longer. And it's really, you know, kind of been a revelation for me to add all this fruit into my life. Well, but that's a huge thing, those old stories that we have from the 1980s and 90s of like, sugar is bad, fat is bad, fruit is bad. Like, it just cuts out all of these categories and letting go of that and going like, I can have a cup of strawberries. Like, sure, there are financial implications to buying fresh fruit or whatever, but it really does help to let go of all those old, you know, no white after Labor Day things that we really do hold on to from old, you know, quote unquote diet plans. Uh, This isn't a diet. This is a lifestyle that we're trying to invest in for ourselves. Yeah, for sure. All right, so what is the next tip, darling? The next tip, uh, they're all, there's so many tips, they're very similar. Uh, this <laughs> one is dress up those naked carbs. Whoa. Whoa! You just said the word naked on a family podcast. Right, so this again just sort of uh, gets back to that high satiety. If you are having foods like white bread, dessert, white rice, foods that are lacking that hunger crushing combination <laughs> that we just Sunday, disc- Sunday, Sunday. Exactly. Uh, just another way of conceptualizing the hunger crushing combination so again um, science 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 just imagine I've said something super sciencey here <laughs> is when we eat things like white rice pasta and bread it messes with our insulin levels. And so combining those, not eating them by themselves, but like I did as a kid, I literally, Donald, would sit on the floor of my bedroom playing and I would take a loaf of bread and just eat bread, just nothing on it, just taking (laughs) up, just bread. Yeah, that's classic Catherine. (laughs) That is is completely on brand. It must be a thyroid issue. But had I added a natural nut butter, (laughs) (laughs) nut butter has calories, everybody. Just because you call it a nut butter doesn't mean, oh, it's a nut butter. It sounds so wholesome. (laughs) Um, Exactly. But add, you know, uh, berries, mashed avocado, egg. It's not only going to help ward off hunger, but it will also keep your insulin levels from jolting up and down. Yeah. So there are actual physical, like, you know, symptoms that we have from the, you know, those crashes that you get when you just eat a lot of carbs. They were just talking about again that adding in of uh, veggies, fruit, eggs, greens, Greek yogurt. Just pump it on up. Yeah. Um, so this one, this one sort of builds upon the previous two of you know pump up the volume and also add add that you know fiber, protein, and um, and uh, healthy fats. Well, and part of that too is I've reduced my portion of pasta and rice and pumped up the volume with veggies that it doesn't taste like sadness again. It just is like, oh, I'm still getting the fettuccine, but I've added a ton of broccoli. And so I'm getting the the actual food that I want instead of the diet food. Like instead of just getting, you know, a really sad, you know, lesser version, I'm eating the real food that I want, but pumping up the volume there. Also, we've talked about it before with things like ice cream or yogurt is adding in berries to that. You know, if you get a, you know, a small serving of, of full fat ice cream right. and then throw in like twice the weight in berries, you're, you're pumping up the volume so much and you're getting fiber in there too to help with your insulin levels. We care about insulin, don't we, Dom? Yes, we truly we do. We truly All right. So the next tip is uh, to slow down and tune in, man, man. (laughs) Um, And uh, this is a this is a difficult one for me, and I'm sure for a lot of people. But uh, to really be slower about eating, 
And there are many reasons for this. Uh, in the article, she, uh, she talks about a couple of, uh, studies that suggest that fast eaters are more likely to gain weight compared to, uh, compared to slower eaters and that people who eat quickly, they don't necessarily allow themselves to feel full. And so they also are more likely to consume more calories in a shorter amount of time. He's looking at me because that's what I do. <laughs> it's <laughs> I'm also like, looking at you because we're doing a podcast well, together. But she talks to, and I've heard about this before, is that it takes it can take up to 20 minutes for your fullness signals to get to your brain. And I definitely, there have been times, even recently, where I'm like, I know it's going to take 20 minutes, so I'm going to eat as much as I can before that fullness signal kicks in. Wow. No, I did that when we went to Disneyland, like... A while ago, I yeah. was like, I know I don't need this food, but I'm going to eat it anyway. And then 20 minutes later, I was like, oh, no, this yeah. is a terrible idea. Yeah, for sure. Sick to my stomach. And, you know, and so I think another part of this, too, is is that a lot of times I don't – if I eat really quickly, it doesn't even sort of register sometimes. And I'll finish the food and – then I I sort of realized I'm like wait did I even eat it because yeah. I didn't even like allow myself to to really enjoy it right well and I I would do that of like eating the last chip in a bag and then being like well I didn't know this was the last chip so I'm going to eat another bag so I can really enjoy it this time and savor it but one of the things that in the intuitive world that they talk about is eating on a hunger scale. And that's, you know, 10 being uh, Disneyland full with your fifth churro <laughs> right. is a 10. <laughs> that's in the industry. They refer yeah. to it as Disneyland yeah, the, full. The triple yeah. churro. Uh, but <laughs> I, it is something that Donald and I don't do. I know we have talked about being unreliable narrators of our own, you know, hunger signals. And it's difficult because, you know, ha ha ha, we say we're lying liars who lie. But I am definitely not super in tuned yet with every signal my body gives me no, because my body's like, hey, you sure do need, a, you know, it's the holiday season time for those peppermint mochas. You definitely need those. But so the hunger signal thing is, you know, and, and you can maybe Google hunger signals to go more into it, but it's sort of checking in with yourself while you're eating and going, you know, am I satisfied right now? Am I, do I feel like I've eaten enough? And then checking in with yourself again, making sure you don't get to that overstuffed level. And one of the things as for me, a compulsive eater, which yeah. is different than a binge eater is like, I love the way food feels <laughs> like right. in my mouth. And so <laughs> yeah. my, my hunger signals sort of our only part of why I'm eating because I actually just enjoy that compulsive re repetition Right, is that is why Donald and I put a bunch of buffers in the way where we can't trust our, you know, hunger scales. What we can trust is the policies we put in place and the smaller portions that we have and the single serving packaging that we have to help us sort of stay within a range that we know a normal human would have. <laughs> like, yeah. Because, like, you as a kid would be like, oh, how many other people's food can I eat? Like, oh, yeah. 
Do you want to talk about that more? <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, and just as an example that mm-hmm. pops to mind, you know, on Pizza Friday in the cafeteria in grade school, there were a lot of kids who didn't eat their crust. And I yeah. would go around and ask, hey, you're going to eat that crust? And if they said no, I would ask for it and usually get it. And then I would just eat all the crusts. And I'm not sure that's exactly what you're talking about. But like, yeah. I just, you know, it, I feel like I just I don't know if I ruined them as a child or if I just am built differently or if I if I could teach myself to be better about it but I feel like if I listen to my hunger single signals I just continue to eat and eat and eat so now as an adult I've discovered that if I put myself on a schedule which is you know I've talked about a lot in this show you know I'll eat something you know a reasonable amount of calories at two o'clock and three o'clock and four o'clock so that I know that I've got more food coming so that I won't, you know, end up starving and miserable. And that has been my way, one of my major ways to kind of keep myself from like continuing to eat and eat and eat until I hit that level of fullness that feels satisfying. Well, but I think that that's a huge thing of like, there's no scarcity. You have it planned in advance. There's more food coming. And I think a lot of times when we would say, you know, or even I would see people go like, oh, well, you've got to close the kitchen at seven o'clock as though it was some magical thing. It's not about anything magical happening after a certain amount of time. It's just, I've eaten all of my calories by then. And you do a great job of measuring out your calories throughout the day so that you do like, I, is it sad that I feel like it's something to look forward to? Like, Ooh, I get to have a yogurt in an hour. Yum. I, like it, I don't know if it's sad or not, but I'm the same way. I'm like, Oh yeah. Hey, I've got, I've got this, you know, food to eat later, you know, that I'm excited about. So again, I have started just in terms of that budgeting for myself. I now pre-track a measured amount of calories for breakfast, lunch, dinner, and two snacks. So I know like, hey, you've got 400 calories to look forward to for lunch. Like that's in an hour and a half. You can get through this time. There's no <laughs> yeah, exactly. food scarcity. Having policies about the kinds of food I eat at different times. I try to only have sugar after dark. I try to limit my carbs. Again, we go for smaller portions because if a plate is full, I'll eat whatever is on the plate. You know, that whole like checking in with yourself. Right. What I do is just eat on a salad sized plate so that my visually the plate looks abundant and full and I pumped up the volume. So it's, uh, you know, aesthetically pleasing. Yeah, we have all of these dinner plates that I (laughs) love that that go uh, virtually unused because we've both started eating off of salad plates essentially because it you know look it it may be a trick in air quotes but it really does uh keep me from you know if i fill a dinner plate i eat a dinner plate if i fill a salad plate then i only eat a salad plate right and then there's the option to go back for more but it allows us it, it's almost like instead of checking in with myself i finish the plate and if If I am hungry for more, I have an option to go back for more. It's also why we try to stick to single serving packaging on foods that are hyper palatable or, you know, high calorie, because then we don't have to like, I'm always going to want seven chocolate chips. cookies. (laughs) Like, it's not, I'm not at that point. And if you are, yay you, like, 
no, I'm not, I'm, I'm not throwing that down. But for us, limiting and, and adjusting our portion control has really helped. Um, we can always go back for seconds if, if that is needed, but putting all of the buffers in place and the bumper pads in place to make sure that we're headed in the right direction really does matter because like, I get really distracted by everything all of the time. And if yeah. I was just like, oh, well, you don't ever need a map again. You kind of like intuitively know, you know, where the sun is or whatever. I need maps to help me on the way. And having all of these different tools at my disposal gives me so much freedom to make choices that I know are in my best interest when I can't trust my brain that wants the additional food because something is super delicious. So so I think we've, we've, uh, we've started to really overlap quite a bit on the final tip so why don't you uh why don't you read that okay so this is the last one and here we go last one for this episode for this episode yes so and this is a big one get rid of distractions and like donald just said we eat with televisions on and radios on and scrolling our phone and doing the wordles if you kids are still doing that <laughs> at this point i'm avoiding it just for spite like yeah, i don't even no i've never done a wordle and yeah. uh it, it's one of those things where I'm, I'm that jerk who's like proud that he's never done the wordle for some reason i know but anyway but we get so distracted by eating while we're cooking, eating while we're making our kids food, eating while we're on conference calls at our desk, that we don't even know that we're eating when we're doing it. I can't tell you how many times I've gone, did I, wait, did I just eat a thing that yeah. I didn't, well, like, and that idea of eating with less distractions, whether that's getting away from your desk and sitting somewhere else turning off your electronics when you're eating. And it doesn't have to be for every meal, but just taking a few minutes to really savor what you're enjoying, especially if it's something that you really care about, can really help you live in the moment of it and not feel like, well, I need another one because I don't even remember eating the first one. Yeah, and Abby Sharp in her article uses the example of her husband, you know, and he'll say to her, oh, I haven't really eaten anything today. And she has witnessed him eating yeah. while he's been on business calls on the phone <laughs> and like she knows he's eaten and eaten you know maybe even a lot in the article she talks about but then he's like I didn't really even eat anything today and I think that that we get this a lot people come to us and say I'm doing everything right and I think that when you eat mindlessly with all of these different distractions it can be very easy to like you know to grab food that yeah. you're not even fully conscious of and then just forget that you've even had it or forget to track it or or whatever and and you've eaten a lot of calories that that you really think you haven't. Well, and part of that too is we track our food before we eat it. Yeah. Because I will 100% forget the roll that I had on the side or the gorgonzola cheese that For I put sure. on the salad or the butter or whatever. And pre-tracking it ensures that I don't get lost in that, oh yeah, I'm pretty sure I had or whatever. And that whole thing too of like being in a in an office, Donald has a policy of just not eating break room snacks. Yeah. So there's no negotiation there. But how many times have I just walked by and grabbed a handful of candies on someone's desk or an open bag of chips or trail mix or whatever that seems innocuous like oh it was just it was a nut butter but in whole form a deconstructed nut butter yeah and then suddenly it's 300 calories and you don't understand why you're gaining weight and this can be true in your own kitchen too you know if you've got 
snacks that are just easy to grab you know you you can grab them and not even really like think about it and and you know if you're not having to make a conscious decision about it it can be really easy just to mindlessly graze and graze and graze well and we were on vacation once and a very long time ago and we were at our favorite restaurant of the trip and it was the last night and we really wanted to like focus and enjoy the food and we got into a lovely delightful oh, conversation yeah. with another couple and i was like i don't want to talk to these people because i really want they to they were savor. so nice and so it was nice. such a great conversation, conversation but i just felt like i didn't really get to enjoy the food because we were talking to these people so much and i should you know be of a mindset to where i the conversation was the the real value but <laughs> I just made a face. Uh, the friends made, we made along the way. Yeah, uh, the friends we made along the way. <laughs> no, but if you were, you know, in, when you see people in commercials savoring food, you know, like, oh, it must be nice to eat a single Dove bar, like, whatever, right. while you're in a, a bathtub. Like, <laughs> I, I have to I eat, eat all my Dove bars. I, I have to eat 10 of them because I can't, I don't have time to take a bath. So I, you know, <laughs> eat the 10 Dove bars. Yeah. But when I think about the kind, I eat my Dove bars in the shower. <laughs> <Gross>. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. Hey, you, hey, you do what you're gonna do. But when I think about the kind of eater that I want to be, rather than the one that's like the scrap food scraps, like in the back seat of the car and the crumbs all over my desk and whatever, the the classy version of me is the person that. <laughs> love to meet the classy version the of classy. you someday <laughs> yeah no she's she's got a members only jacket That's oh all wow I yeah I like banana it. clip in her hair I, yeah she's i like classy. it now i'm imagining her too <laughs> <laughs> but i have actually i came up with my own uh vision board for food I was yeah. like, what do i actually want how do i want to eat do i want to eat behind our pantry door and sneak our daughter's scraps which is what i was doing in 2015 right. literally like i was like this is not what classy Catherine would do but it's <laughs> going like oh what would be classy is sitting down and having like a, a cheese and crackers and listening to some chopin who got it done yeah and like just savoring the moment, like international coffee, savor the moment, not just guzzling things down. And dreaming of Jean-Luc. Jean-Luc. Yeah. But if we can even insert, start with one day a week, one morning a week, you savor your coffee, you savor your breakfast, you keep it nice and quiet and really you know, enjoy the flavor, it slows everything down. And when we slow down our eating, which Donald mentioned before – it registers our hunger signals more appropriately and we feel satisfied and full because we've paid attention. We're not just, you know, eating something really quickly and forgetting about it. It can be really difficult to get into that practice, but if you can even start with 50% of a meal without your phone, yeah. if you usually lunch at your desk, turn off your electronics for the first five minutes and really pay attention to it. It can seem like hours and hours go by. Maybe eat while you're doing a plank and then it will feel like forever. Maybe that's the oh tip God, that those, she forgot. The longest minute of your life is the minute you're doing a plank. Yeah. Exactly. Time to stretch is out. So at the beginning of this episode, we told you we were going to give you five and we gave you five. <laughs> now your job is to decide which of these you feel like you could add to your life right now. This isn't about being perfect or ideal. It's just about what feels right right now. So think about what you can add 
to your plan right now. Think about the hunger-crushing combo. (laughs) Think about dressing up those naked carbs. Think about slowing down and tuning in, man. Man, and getting rid of distractions, especially at this holiday season. We can be so overwhelmed with to-do lists and things to make and, you know, cards to get out or whatever. It can be difficult to slow down, but the more we're able to be mindful and add things that we really enjoy and care about, the better our ability is to manage our stress take time for ourselves, and really enjoy this process. This isn't about getting to a number. This is about improving our lifestyles. And Donald, big surprise question for you. Uh-oh. Which which one do you think of any of those do you think you might benefit from adding to your life? Well, I think I have benefited the most from the hunger-crushing combo. Um, uh, and uh, you know, or adding things, pumping up the volume has been pretty huge for me too. But also, I think the one that I need to work on more is the getting rid of distractions. While I, I think eat. so too, yeah, I think so too. I uh, I try to take an actual lunch break, um, and it is difficult to do that. I find the the crumbs, the telltale crumbs at my desk, definitely tell the story of me just eating mindlessly. Um, but I think spending even 15 minutes sitting on the couch uh, without any distractions or sitting at a table and eating, I think that might be something. Maybe I can try to add that. So fine listener, Carla, also, we'll just name all the names. What could you add in this busy season? Next week, we're going to give you the second five. The second five. Maybe we shouldn't include a link to the article because we don't want any spoilers for the next week. So <laughs> we don't want people getting ahead week. and yeah. reading ahead in the chapters. We want to keep it with us. So, uh, so yeah, that's that's just my suggestion. You do what you want to do in the show I'll, notes. I'll do what I want to do like usual. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for slowing down and savoring this podcast. We hope that it has left you full and satisfied. Uh, and we have uh, over 250 other episodes of this show for you to enjoy uh you can uh slowly savor all of them wherever you found this episode and also on our website at any time we only look thin.com yep and if you are at we only look thin.com you can click on the link for join our support group and find out more about Walt place we only look thin place it's a facebook-based accountability group for women we are not a weight loss plan but we are a place for support encouragement habit changes Zoom meetings and fellowship with other women on multiple other plans who uh, are going through the process and getting lots of helpful tips from one another. We have two subscription options, a monthly option with a three-day complimentary trial and a three-month subscription with a seven-day complimentary trial to see if Wolt Place is right for you. And again, we usually get an uptick in members in January, typically. Yeah. Um, But why don't you join now through the holiday season to just get that extra support and accountability uh, so that you're uh, you're you're in a good place for January. Yeah, so that you know next year you find yourself in a better spot than you otherwise would have been. And speaking in, of being in better spots, uh, you can also, I don't know if that's right or not, but you can also interact with us on uh, social media. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at we only look thin. And you can write us a good old email 
at weonlylookthin at gmail.com. If you have uh, articles that you think uh, we would enjoy, you can send them there. If you have episode suggestions, if you have questions, we will love to hear from you. And even uh, compliments would be great to weonlylookthin at gmail.com. And speaking of compliments, if you want to just head on over, let your fingers do the walking, over to Apple Podcast and leave us a rating and a review. Not only does it make us feel good and uh, keeps us away from distractions and helps us lose five pounds. I don't <laughs> That's know. Right. I'm just making false all, promises all right of now. That, yeah. um, but also it helps with the uh, robot algorithms to help other people find our podcast. Our robot overlords will direct other humans to, <laughs> uh, to our podcast. Uh, the more uh, po- ratings and reviews that we have. So we would be grateful if you would do that. We sure would. Also, another thing you could do is just tell somebody about the show. Word of mouth uh, really helps us out. Uh, If you know somebody who might like the show, if it comes up in conversation, something similar, uh, give them a suggestion. If you're in an online group that you think might benefit from us, uh, that would really help us out. So if you could give us a shout out uh, face to face or Internet to Internet, we would be grateful. Yep. So if you're still trying to remember if it's Brussels sprouts or Macho Man Randy Savage who are part of the (laughs) hunger-crushing combo, just remember that Donald and I are an an inspiration Asian. And why can't it be both? (laughs) Oh, yeah. The information that you hear on this podcast is for informational purposes only. The hosts are not medical professionals. You should always consult with your doctor, nurse, or other certified health professional before beginning any diet or fitness program.